What's up, everybody? Welcome in Southeastern 14, another edition of Bets and Ball Games with Edwards and Greason. I'm Brian in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. He is Jay. Looks like he is at the Chattanooga Times Free Press headquarters. What's going on, brother? Uh, not much. Getting ready for Christmas. Uh, and you know what we're going to do? I'm going to mix in six movie quotes from Christmas movies throughout our broadcast today. And if somebody can send me at my Twitter account or my email, the first person, I will mail you a $25 gift card if you get them all right. I, I'm going to be out <clears throat> out of that running. If I get two right. I know right. you're going to be out of that running. You know why? Because <laughs> you're not you going to send it to me anyway. You crunch numbers. You know what I do? <laughs> I, I, hang out with, I, I coach you sports and I try to be funny. That's what I, that's what I do. You crunch numbers, and to that end, holy buckets. And I know it's not uh, SEC 14 type of uh, situations. How bad did the Chargers quit on their coaching staff last night? Is he fired yet this morning? Should be. Shouldn't he be? When I saw that score, I was like, okay, 9 a.m. tomorrow. I guess they're on the West Coast, so. So, yeah, he should be fired. But a lot anyway. to get to. We got bowl games. We got uh, the SEC basketball crew finishing out their non-schedule, their their non-conference schedule uh, before January hits. I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, and, man, there are actually some bettable games on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and multiple uh, sports. Big UFC 296 card as well. We'll get to all of that. But first, let's tell you about our good friends at Bet Online as they remain your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code. It, it's all caps, capital B L E A V. Again, B-L-E-A-V, all caps, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first dep deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Where we will start is Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We have a six-pack of bowl games tomorrow, and they start at 11 a.m. Eastern at the home of... The Chanticleers, Coastal Carolina, they will not be there. Grayson McCall will be in NC State next year. Did you see that? No, I did not see that. But, dear Lord, man, that guy was recruited about the same I – mean, he was in the same recruiting class as Tim Tebow, right? I mean – I mean, he, he's got three Sunbelt Player of the Year awards, but he hasn't won one in like three years, so – Right, yeah. I mean, he, he won his first three years. And then, well, you know, however it works out. I mean, he's going to go to NC State, and I feel like he's going to beat out Phil Rip Philip Rivers for the job. I mean, right. so 
it, man, the transfer portal, but I, and I know there's a lot of bowl games to get to discuss because it, this is a, the bets and ball games conversation. But man, the transfer portal makes me feel like Cousin Eddie. Merry Christmas, shitter's full. I mean, dear Lord, there are people everywhere. I mean, uh, I mean, are, what's a bigger day now? Think about when you and I worked together 20 plus years ago at the Marietta Journal. Signing day was a huge day. Transfer portal now is more important than signing day, right? Especially for coaches on the hot seat that, you know, better be adding veterans rather than freshmen. Billy Napier. Um, but yes, you are correct. I used to say with these bowl games that it's all about location and motivation, which the motivation part would have to do with the coaching changes. And that's what we would really only have to deal with, you know, Offensive coordinator gone here, head coach gone here, uh, the interim staff, are they being retained? Are they looking for jobs all across the country during the bowl prep, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it's just who the hell is going to be in uniform and who isn't? And for the Ohio Bobcats who are in Myrtle Beach to play Georgia Southern, it's a lot of who isn't going to be in uniform, and I can quickly just cover uh, that for you uh, in that they've got to start a third-string quarterback in Parker Navarro, Curtis Rourke, who's second in uh, program history and career passing yards, had a 50-16 to 16 career TDINT ratio in Ohio, 11 career rushing touchdowns, 2022 MAC Player of the Year. Uh, he has transferred to Indiana by the way, okay, their top two running backs are in the portal and gone. Uh, that would be, uh, I'm just going to pronounce the last name, Bangura, 811 rushing yards, seven touchdowns this year. Also had 18 catches, 159 yards, one touchdown. And uh, their other back, or their backup, Allison, 452 rushing yards, three touchdowns. Those guys are gone. So, um, then their running backs that they're going to have available on scholarship, Ricky Hunt and Quintel Quinn, they've combined to take 16 snaps this year and rush for only 41 yards. I will say Ohio has won four bowl games in a row. They are in the top 10 of pretty much every defensive category, and they don't have any defensive defections, but they also are missing two of their top three wide receivers. So, Pretty much all their skill player offensive production is not going to be in uniform tomorrow. Now, flip side, though, Georgia Southern, who doesn't have hardly any injuries or opt-outs, but they've lost four in a row. So, do with that what you will. I'm going to make a small play on Georgia Southern. Uh, I'm going to buy the half point from three and a half to three as long as it's minus 130 or fewer. That's what I'm going to do. Not a big play because I respect Ohio's defense, but they're missing too much personnel for me to not go against them. Well, and you're 100% right, both in, in in everything you said. And I think I feel like, especially tomorrow, so many of these bowl plays and conversations are going to be about who is not there as opposed to who is there. And by comparison, who is replacing – the folks who are not there. Because you mentioned for Ohio, 
they're with all of those offenses, offensive absences, they're going to hand the ball to Parker Navarro, who is now their leading return, their their passing leader on their roster with 65 passing yards this season. He's also their rushing leader on their roster with 120 yards this season. So, yeah, Georgia Southern's defense was porous through the, the, the last six weeks. But Ohio is going to show up, honestly, they may drive through Chattanooga and pick me up and see if I've got any eligibility to play quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Navarro's thrown 10 passes this right. year. And now look, before Georgia Southern fell off late in the year, uh, they did win six games and they won all six by double digit margins. So I'm just throwing that out there. Um, I haven't been involved. I think I took Georgia Southern one week and lost. So I haven't been involved with many of their games. And I, I'm sure I was involved with a, a Maction game with Ohio midweek, but I, I forget. But um, this this kind of leads me to a side tangent on on the big picture conversation of. What do you make of total plays in a bowl game with an Ohio defense that's really good and their offense is now had mass defections against a Georgia Southern defense that is crap, but an offense that's really good and you're and, and like, Poo! I mean, right. you got your mind blown on try to evaluate that. And so the lowest total, this total is 48-ish right now. Okay, the lowest total Georgia That's Southern. That's got to be the lowest total for Georgia Southern all year. By far. Uh, their lowest was 54. Their second lowest was 56 and a half. Every single other 10 totals were in the 60s. So and because Ohio's offense – those guys have are those those guys are at Daytona Beach instead of Myrtle Beach, and uh, Georgia Southern's defense, they're really cute when they try to tackle. So the rest of it all works out accordingly. I mean, it, it's it's an impossible because this game could be thirty-seven thirty-four. This game could be fourteen ten. Yeah, it all tells me to stay away from the totals. What I'm. Gonna I agree. Do. I agree. When when this when when sides converge on something like that, who knows? Exactly. Who knows? All right, let's move on to the next one, and I have a play on this one as well. Uh, Jacksonville State against Louisiana, formerly known as UL Lafayette. You and so I are just, the same players on this because you you have converted me to Team Rich Rod. Yes, yes. We are the I'm, fighting Rich Rods, baby. Hey, this is Christmas, the season of perpetual hope. We are the fighting Rich Rods. We are, and uh, it appears Jack State survived the coaching carousel and will have our rod for a third year, which is promising uh, for them. And, look, they um, they have five wins by margins of 15 or more. No shame in losing to New Mexico State at New Mexico State by three. 
They were at South Carolina in the red zone, down three, had a 90-yard pick six to go back the other way, but they still covered for me. And then um, they got beat. Uh, oh, and by the way, yeah, I already mentioned New Mexico State by three, and that was a 52-yard walk-off field goal that they lost uh, that game on. And they lost to unbeaten Liberty. Louisiana's only six and six. Now, I know Sunbelt's a lot better than Conference USA, but, you know, Jack State, Played at South Carolina. Um, and uh, I like Jack State. No, I, I I love Jack State, actually. Especially if you can find it underneath that magical number of three. It appears uh, a lot of books are at two and a half now. Yeah, there are. And because here's the thing. Jacksonville State is up there with the military academies in terms of rushing success by almost every metric. And that is staggering for a team that runs at a fast pace like they do. I mean, I mean, it is it this offense translates to being even with the extra time, going to be real difficult for Louisiana to adjust to. And do you know that Jacksonville State has one of the handful of seventh year quarterbacks? I mean, this guy's going to make his final start unless, of course, he decides to, I don't know, redshirt another 12 years and, and create his college experience like I did and, and just drag it out as long as he possibly could. But Or go to the Cats meow tonight? Ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm 100% in that. The uh, – but I will tell you this, Jacksonville State, Rich Rod, just remember the true spirit of Christmas lies in your heart, and that is where Jacksonville State's going to be. This may be my favorite pick tomorrow. It is my favorite pick tomorrow. Although after reading all the about the all the Ohio defections, I, I'm still pretty bullish on Georgia Southern. Okay, I do not have a play on this game, but perhaps you do. <clears throat> I mean, I can give some thoughts, and I can definitely uh, update you on uh, some player defections, etc. So we've got uh, Miami of Ohio against App State. App State is six and a half. Uh, the total is forty two. Actually, let me uh, get the exact numbers from our good friends at bet online uh which i should have been doing to begin with uh app state exactly at bet online six and a half and uh 42 uh so no nate noel for app state been their leading rusher uh a couple of years now he hit the portal a wide receiver deshaun davis also uh, hit the portal. He's probably their third best, <clears throat> excuse me, receiver. Now, Miami of Ohio got good news because Brett Gabbard is going to return for another year, but he's out with his season-ending uh, leg break. And then their backup, who ran it well, but was not very good uh, a passer, um, he hit the portal. So right. th they got to go with his uh, third-string quarterback, just like Ohio, Henry Hessen. He's attempt he attempted five passes in 2022 and he has attempted zero passes this year but Miami of Ohio like Ohio has an elite uh defense and they do not have any opt-outs on that uh side of the ball now App State is hot though they've played well down the stretch 
But um, I, I, it might be why I was good as an underdog. I had them in the MAC championship game, one of my few winners that day, and they won outright. Um, I just don't want to mess with with this one. You got any well, thoughts on it? And, and I can I can understand not wanting to mess with this one because especially kind of the late defections uh, on App State's offense, but the quarterback's the quarterback is playing and he's dynamic. Uh, the quarterback from Miami who inexplicably entered the portal, uh, you want to talk about a kid getting bad advice. Avion Smith is, is the kid's name. And, yeah, they won five games in a row, but he barely completed 50% of his passes. And uh, while he was a dual-threat kid, he wasn't all that impressive. This was a Miami team that was led by defense. But I don't know how they're going to score. I mean, you're talking about a guy who hadn't thrown a pass since 2022 is now going to take snaps. And I don't know. You talked about both Miami and Ohio having really statistically good defenses. Against Mac offenses. Is that is that because – they got really good defensive players or because they're trying to shut down Central Michigan and uh, Toledo. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, they totally. can play a whole lot of bullcrap offenses on Tuesday nights in the Midwest so, winners. Yes. Now, App State, now they got cooled off. Uh, by Troy. Uh, Troy's so, good though. Real I mean, good. We, real we'll good. Talk about the later bowl picks. I'm all over Troy. Troy is good. Yes, very good. And uh, it sucks for them. They lost their coach to Tulane, but good get for Tulane after losing a good coach, Willie Fritz, to Houston. So before they lost to Troy, they had won five in a row and covered four in a row. And including uh, overtime win at James Madison, which still is James Madison's only loss. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Yeah, no, you're good. They beat the mess or their first three wins in that five game streak were all by double digits, and then they smashed Georgia Southern 55-27. So they were absolutely on fire until they, and that was a road game against Troy, also. By well, the way, wasn't the Troy game like 21-17 entering the fourth quarter? And then it blew up. Uh, you're exactly right. You're exactly so, right because I've got the box I mean, they, score they're, here. They're, they're in a tug of war, and then it it rolls down. It snowballs downhill, and it's strange, isn't it, how each man's life touches so many other lives? Because when he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole. And so the things that happen in a situation like that I mean, yeah, you look at the score, and if you're just analyzing the numbers, you look at it and goes, oh, my God, they lost by 30. Well, you know what? They lost by 30 because of a strange series of events. Yeah, I'm looking at the box score. So it was 21-17 with 11 minutes left. Troy got a touchdown. And then on – wow, it might have even been on the kickoff return. I just see a fumble recovery for a touchdown six seconds later. But then App State went all the way down the field and answered, missed the two-point conversion, but made it 
with 534 left. So, yeah, it's very, very misleading final. App State's playing good ball is our point. Um, but I don't know that I want to lay the points. You know, I, I would be okay with App State maybe in a money line parlay with with UCLA maybe. And we'll talk about Boise State's bad quarterback situation in a minute. But uh, are you laying the points with App State? Yes, I am. Okay. So As long Jay- as they're a touchdown. I mean, you, I – it's got to be pretty doggone scary to lay anything more than a touchdown in any bowl game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, you don't have to right now, as Bet Online has it at six and a half. So I am a pass other than potentially doing a money line parlay with App State. I might. We shall see. All right. On to the next. We've got. Jay's good buddy, Diego Pavia. Oh, I love, come here and hug it in. Come on, cover. Come on, let's hug it in. Hey, okay. Diego and I have talked about it. We elves try to stick to the four main food groups, candy, candy canes, candy corn, and syrup. And Diego and I, we are a hey, – I know he pantsed my entire Auburn clan. And you know what? I kind of believe that may be Hugh Freeze's version of Nick Saban's Louisiana Monroe moment. Yes. And that's okay. You know what? It's okay because it is what it is. If he is truly healthy like Jerry Kill said he is, I love New Mexico State in this game. I love them. Me too. If he's truly healthy. Yep. Uh, Fresno State is without Jeff Tedford. Their best yeah. offensive lineman uh, is injured. And Mikey Keene, who had an uh, an excellent season for Fresno at quarterback after transferring uh, from UCF. So he threw uh, for at least 218 yards in his first seven games. But in the last three, which, by the way, Fresno State lost their last three games, 42-18 to 18 at San Jose State. 25 to 17 at home to New Mexico as a 23 point home favorite and 33 to 18 at San Diego state and Brady hoax last game as a head coach and keen in those three games threw for only 110 58 and 190 passing yards. And um, look to two of New Mexico state's four losses have come to undefeated Liberty. And the second one, um, it was tied going into the fourth quarter, and our boy Diego Pavia got a shoulder hurt and wasn't right. in the game, and Liberty outscored him 14 to nothing in the fourth quarter. So, um, and I, I'm sorry, and by the way, before that second loss to Liberty, New Mexico State had won eight in a row, both straight up and against the spread, and they were on a 9 and 0, no, I'm sorry, 9 0 and 1 ATS run. And then it was tied going in the fourth quarter, but with their backup QB, they lose to still. Un- and by the way, <clears throat> before he got hurt, he had three touchdown passes without an interception, a team high 45 rushing yards and one touchdown on just five attempts. Dude is good. And last but not least, they've played at this venue already. They're close to, I don't know what the distance to Las Cruces to Albuquerque. It's like, it's like two and a half hours. Right. Um, but they played at this venue. They beat New Mexico by 10. And while I was doing a Twitter search to check on Diego's shoulder this morning, I did not realize there is photo of him pissing on New Mexico's logo. Yes. 
Okay, I don't know if you do that. Oh no, 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 no. He he's actually addressed that now and apologized for it. Uh, but you know what? I love the swagger. Yeah, and, oh, I don't care. I mean, hey, hey, I'll tell you this. I hey, you and I as Falcons fans, and we're gonna uh lament Arthur Smith at the end of this, but I trade Desmond Ritter for De- for Diego right now. I'd much rather have that kid. You know why? He's a gamer. Yes. That dude's a baller. If he's healthy, New Mexico State wins this by two touchdowns. We are on the same page. All right. Bet online. Our next game. Uh, six, I think this has given me the games in central time zone. Wait, let me make sure. Yeah. Okay. So the next game, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, UCLA, Boise State, uh, location advantage, UCLA. SoFi Stadium uh, in L.A. And Bet Online has UCLA minus four and a half with a total of 48. All right, I'll go through some personnel issues here. Dante a bunch Moore, of them. A a lot, bunch of them. Yeah, Dante Moore's hit the transfer portal. Uh, UCLA's best pass rusher uh, is opted out to stay healthy for the NFL draft. Latu is his last name. Uh, both of their starting safeties have hit the portal. Uh, one of their tight ends, Carson Ryan, has hit the portal. A receiver, Cam Brown. I'm not saying they're like they're leading or top receivers, but they do uh, play. And um, let's see what else. Oh, and by the way, Lata was the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Go ahead. Now, and and as of yesterday, oh, Carson Steele, the running back, has not played. Has not been in practice. He's been right. AWOL. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he's playing. Or clearly he's not playing. Or I, I, uh, I, my, my best play on this has got to be the under. 48. And yes, because yes, as I was going to get to, um, so uh, Boise State's going with either a true freshman or a walk-on as their starter. Oh, no, it looks like, okay, they have announced the starter. Will be the true freshman, C.J. Tiller, and he has never taken a collegiate snap ever. And look, uh, look. Uh, and there's going to be a hey, Boise's also going to be out with their top wide receiver. I mean, that is true as well. I mean, there there are so many offensive defections in this game. Can you imagine being the PR guy trying to write, "Hey, come to the LA Bowl and see a good halftime show"? I don't know what you write at that point. You know. I mean, because, dear Lord, there is nobody in this game. So you're thinking under 48? Yes. I mean, I'm not against that. I don't know that I'll do that just because at that point in the day, I might be wrapped up in some NFL triple header action. Well, and and, and still and, sweating. And it's out. really hard to bet unders because, yeah. I mean, nobody wants to put their money on a game because most of us are – recreational sports betters. I mean, you're a professional. I get it. I'm I'm a guy who is just up, bets occasionally. I, is up, is up, what is the season tally right now in Jay's place? Are we still plus 90 units and change? Yeah, well, we're we're we we went 0 and 3 last night, but we're still we're still north of 90 units and Okay, you're a professional then. No. I'm just, yes. I'm just, I'm just good at what I'm just good at picking them. I'm not making. 
I'm the the definition of professional is do you make your living doing this? So you are a professional, sir. I'm just trying to offer my insight after 50 years of paying attention to sports. The as for the the this game in LA, UCLA Boise, holy buckets, man. Nobody wants to watch and root for, as a casual fan, I want to put $25 on the under and then root for, hey, let's get two first downs and punt. I mean, that sucks. And that's why one of the reasons – I mean, when you start analyzing point spreads, they always – they err to the side of Bama and Notre Dame and the Dallas Cowboys and the Yankees and the Dodgers because those are the teams people want to bet on. They also overvalue the oh, the total because the betting public wants to bet over because they want to see touchdowns and big plays and whatever else. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. This Absolutely. game will be 14-10. Yep. So Jay likes under 48. I'm not against that. Um, I may do a small money line parlay with UCLA and um, uh, well, oh, an App State. Just so, I, just so I've got action on those two. All right, late game, 9.15 p.m. Eastern. <clears throat> Shreveport, Louisiana, baby. California and Texas Tech. And Bet Online has te- Texas Tech at minus three, albeit with a minus 102 price. And I see some other books are minus 105, so it looks like your best spot to bet Texas Tech is with our friends at Bet Online, and that total is 56 and a half, which is pretty much across the board. I do see 157. Um, so we've got opt outs galore for both teams. Uh, the two quarterbacks, uh, Ben Finley and Sam Jackson, are gone uh, for Cal. Uh, their best linebacker um, and leading uh, tackler, and leading tackler, he gone. And uh, they also have a linebacker who's out for the season with an injury. And um, looks like they're getting one of their backup running backs, Javen Thompson. But Jay Knott is healthy, and he's the stud uh, on that uh, offense. As for Texas Tech, I'm seeing a list that's pretty long. One of their best receivers, Bradley, or looks like two of their better receivers are are gone. Miles Price, Jaron Bradley. You know, Shal's been out for, or Shuck has been out for a long time and already transferred. Uh, and then it looks like they're an off, one of their starting offensive tackles. So, but I, I, I lean Texas Tech here. I might have I love speak- Texas Tech. Okay. I love Texas Tech. And okay. for two, for multitude of reasons. I mean, you can look at the list of opt-outs and portals. Well, Cal has been offensively challenged, and I love Justin Wilcox. As the head coach over there, I think he is a great defensive mind. But Cal's offensive coordinator has already moved on to Baylor. So now they're going to, like, look around and try to figure out what they're going to try to do under a new guy who's trying to get a job. And the best player – Maybe the best player who opted in, who could have opted out, 
in all of Saturday's bowl, bowl games is Texas Tech running back Taj Brooks, who's got like almost 1,500 rushing yards. Almost, he's got 10 total touchdowns this year. He, he I mean, Texas Tech is going to run the football at a Cal defense, a Cal defense that's been good, but is now without its two best linebackers. So, I mean, I really like what Todd Brooks presents, especially depending on what happens Saturday here in the South. There could be some weather. So, hand the ball to the best player on the field and let him go to work. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like Texas Tech there. Okay, so <clears throat> I think we should move on to, well, let's see. Do we have any SEC bowl games between now and, so we'll be back together on the 20, well, we could do Thursday next week, 21st or 20th. Do we have any SEC bowl games between now and then? I'm looking here. Let's see. Doesn't look like we do. Looks like the first SEC bowl game. You know, Florida did not make a bowl game, so we um we're not playing in a pre-Christmas bowl game like we had the last couple of years. Well, uh, hey, hey, what Tom, do you think about Carson Beck asking for four million dollars a year, reportedly on the interwebs? Is it true? I don't know if it's true, but I mean, but well, if it isn't true, don't you think Carson Beck would say? Would like pull a reporter aside and say, "No, that's not true." Right, right. I mean, I mean he's not, he's not going pro otherwise. I, what? First off, what he thinks he's he thinks he's giving Kirby an ultimatum. Get the man, Kirby needs to go say, "Hey, listen, your name's Carson." All right, mine's go, Kirby. Go beat feet. Have you looked yourself in the mirror? You look like yeah. you look a little bit like like like. Uh, like a little bit like an alien, kind of got that that funky head shape, and just yeah. yeah. I'll go recruit somebody better than you. <laughs> okay, unless I'm reading this wrong, we don't have an SEC bowl game until A and M Oklahoma State on December twenty seventh. Um, so let are we going to agree? Are we going to just head over to some SEC hoops for tomorrow? Since we yes, we are. Yes, yes. we are. All right, cool. All right, we've got. LSU and Texas in Houston. I'm thinking Texas is going to be favored by 7-8. I'm just going to list the games, and then we can kind of randomly discuss them. We've got uh, A&M playing Houston. Uh, I'm going to assume that's not on Houston's campus. Is it at, uh, what's it called, NRG Stadium? Are they going to play in the stadium? I don't know. Or maybe they play the, where the Rockets play. That's probably where they're playing. Um, anyway, so A&M in Houston. I'm thinking Houston's going to be seven-ish. We've got North Carolina and Kentucky, which I'm thinking is Pickham. That's in Atlanta, by the way. We got Vandy, Texas Tech in Fort Worth. Bama at Creighton. Boy, Nate Oates is not messing around with this non-con schedule. And we'll get to this in a second, but... Damn, Bama looked good last week for 35 minutes. And then we've got Arkansas Lipscomb and Little Rock. NC State in the Vols. That's a late night game in San Antonio. Uh, I believe, well, it'll start 30 minutes after Cal Ole Miss in San Antonio. But I, that's not going to get going until like 10-ish p.m., which will be a TV at the sports bar where I'm watching UFC. Have a little hoops action. Cal Ole Miss. I'm thinking Ole Miss is going to be 6-ish. 
I'm thinking the Vols are going to be eight or nine. NC State does have that good big man, uh, but they lost a lot of talent. And um, I saw them play once this year, and they're not as good. Although I love their uh, big man, DJ Burns. Do you, have you seen him play last year? Uh, but if you're if you're gonna focus on uh, trying to score inside against Tennessee, you're gonna have a hard time because they are physical and they are large. And I yeah. mean, even without that uh, that uh, Russian guy who would commit about four felonies a game, they're still big and physical inside. Well, I mean, and I mean, they're as an Auburn grad, I mean, just talking about SEC hoops in general. One, I think Florida is good. Ah, we, look, they, they, we, look they, like, we, we look like shit last night. No, no, hundred percent you did, and I lost money on you. Uh, but I think they're good. Uh I think there are eight or nine tournament teams in the league. To be quite honest, yeah. Even with uh, a handful of embarrassing losses, but the three or four things I'm going to do this year and until we reconvene, talking about SEC basketball as a betting thing, Tennessee's going to guard you regardless of who you are because that's what Rick Barnes does. Now, I don't know. I don't really like a neutral site line as high as nine, which it may or may not be because we haven't seen the lines. Yeah, I'm just speculating on it. But I know, I know. But they're gonna they're gonna perpetually be physical. Uh, I'm betting against Vanderbilt because I think Vanderbilt is gonna be real close to quitting on Stackhouse because that that team is a disaster. I will always, always, always bet on Auburn at home because that is the – I mean, even this side – and I'll make an argument with the Cameron Cameron Crazies. Auburn's home court right now is maybe the best home court advantage in the country. And I don't know if you can put a price on that. And they got a freshman who can shoot it now. Man, I so I'm looking at your schedule, and y'all y'all come to Gainesville. I, I've been ready to go to Florida at Auburn basketball game, but not this year. Uh, y'all play Sunday against USC, and just going by Ken Palm here, y'all are probably going to be about a nine point favorite with a total in the low one fifties. Just in going LA or in, in or at home uh, at Auburn, uh, blowout. Yeah, did y'all get a sponsor? It's not Auburn Arena anymore. What's it called now? Uh, Greason Arena. It's called, <laughs> it's called Greason Arena. I mean, for dear Lord, I, I, I wrote tuition checks so long to get down there. I, I feel like I should at least have my name on at least half a building. Maybe a no, portage on somewhere. Neville. Is that my pronunciation? N-E-V. Yeah. Okay. That's new, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You were talking about. Um, oh, Auburn. I'm just talking about what, a handful of things that you have to right. evaluate. I don't trust Kentucky in any way, shape, or form. I've lost 
multiple wagers on Kentucky, and Vegas is going to overvalue Kentucky almost every scenario that they can be. And then next thing you know, Jeff Shepard's boy shows up, and who knows how he's going to play. I mean, I don't trust Kentucky really in any regard. I think LSU's bad. I think they're real bad. Texas A&M is good, uh, and I think they're well coached. I think Buzz Williams knows what he's doing, and that that matters. Uh, I think Georgia's probably a little undervalued. In and I got to tell you, uh, a conversation I've I've known Lamont Parrish now for years, who's the coach at South Carolina. How many years and, was he at Chattanooga? Because yeah, doing he, was a, he, he was a, he was at UTC for a handful of years. And what a lot of people don't know is he does as good of an impression of Morgan Freeman, especially in Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that's gotta be cool. Anybody, I mean, I mean, honestly, I asked him on the radio one time, and he goes, "It's fair to say." I liked Andy Dufresne from the first moment I saw him. And it was pitch perfect. It was spot on. It was great. It So, hey, Lamont Parrish is going to win, and he's going to win there eventually, and then he's going to go somewhere bigger and win there eventually. Because not only can he coach basketball, he's great with people. Great. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of good things about him. So um, I want to go back to the Stackhouse thing just briefly. So I've had some teams like this where I'm talking about Vandy's team last year where I just get – I find a team and they get hot and I just stay on them and stay on them and stay on them. There was a Michigan team uh, back when Tim Hardaway Jr. was still there. might have been his freshman year. And I swear, man, they finished the season somewhere in that like 15 and one or 16 to one ATS run. They ended up losing to Duke in the round of 32, but they covered for me. So this Vandy team, they lose last year at Alabama 101 to 44. Okay. And you think it's over. There was a lot of talk. Stackhouse is going to get fired. And then they beat Ole Miss at home. Then they beat Tennessee at home on a buzzer beater. Then they go to Florida and win by eight as an eight-and-a-half-point dog. Then they win by double digits in South Carolina. Then they beat Auburn as a home dog. Then they had one let up against LSU. Then they beat Florida by 16. Then they go to Rupp, and they get their best player, Liam Robbins, back. And then he gets hurt in the first half, and they still win outright as a nine-and-a-half-point dog. Then they beat Mississippi State as a a three-and-a-half-point dog. Then they beat LSU in the SEC tournament. Then they beat Kentucky as a nine-point dog in the SEC tournament. Then they lose to A&M. But then they win two NIT games. And uh, it looked like, and and for a minute there, it looked like they might get in the NCAA tournament. And it looked like Stackhouse and everything's on the up and up. And then, like, more than half the team jumps in the portal. And And then now they had injuries and some real bad like Q3 and one Q4 loss at home in the non-conference and now it's back to is is he going to get fired I I think the guy can coach but he's clearly not something's going wrong there 
So I was just I, all I wanted to say was that I thought he did as good a job in February and March as any coach in the country last year. And boy, did he cover a lot of numbers for me. Well, okay, then go give him a hug because yes, he covered a lot of numbers. But their best win this year is probably against UNC Greensboro. <laughs> I mean, and that was a four-point win at home. I mean, that you lose at home to Presbyterian, you you beat Central Arkansas by four as a twenty-point favorite. I mean, you lose at home to North Carolina State. You lose badly. No, that, that that was out at Vegas. Arizona State. That, you that. you lose at home to Boston, or you lose on a neutral side to Boston College. Now that one was at home. NC State was neutral, but yeah, okay. I get it. Lost by eighteen to Boston College. You you lose to San Francisco by double digits at home, and San Francisco has not really been the Dons have not really been meaningful since Bill Russell was there. I mean, they did make the tournament a couple years ago, and some team hired their coach, but Texas Tech's gonna walk them on Saturday. Oh, right? I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Let me go to Ken Palm and see what they they're thinking that line will be. Um, and where is like, the mid teams? Okay, let's see here. Almost there. Almost there. So Texas Tech, uh, uh, Ken Palm is speculating eleven. You'll you'll be on the Red Raiders at twelve oh, or fewer. Yes. Okay. Red right. Raiders big. And UNC Kentucky pick them. Any thoughts there? Uh, my thoughts are, man, oh man, do I miss? Do I miss the days of? When these teams were really legit good. Yes. When these teams were – when these when this was must-watch TV, when this was, oh, okay, what time is that game on Saturday? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make time to watch. They are forgettable, even with NIL. And we got Baycott. I got to go – if you hey, if you need a play on this game, I got to go UNC because they're more experienced. And the freshmen at Kentucky are so amazingly erratic. But except Shepard, except Shepard. But so, but that, but that then makes Kentucky impossible to bet on because the freshmen. I mean, you've got so many future NBA players who could go three for eleven or go ten for fourteen and. Kentucky blows anybody out. Kentucky is as talented as anybody. I see when we get into the new year and we start going directly on basketball, I think there's a needs to be a hard conversation that Calipari needs to be fired. Because uh, uh Kentucky Kentucky has hit its ceiling under what he can do, especially in a time that one and duns is no longer important. One yeah. and duns are not important. Don't being the guy who recruits the best is not as important as being the guy 
who turns the recruits into stars. And in selectively turn. adds veterans through the portal. Exactly. Or through NIL or through whatever else. I mean, I mean, it's not as hard to recruit as it was five or six years ago. Because think about the Nike money that is coming to those kids. And they're saying, he's still going to get those recruits without recruiting. He's not coaching anybody up. You want to talk about a team that has consistently underachieved for the last five years, considering the star power? Heck, the last 10 years, even with an NCAA yeah. title in there. Look at all the dudes in the NBA and how many of them are bona fide superstars that played at Kentucky. And he's got one ring in the last decade. And, and, and that was, what, 2014? Um, in this century, the Florida Gators have twice as many rings as Kentucky in the sport of college basketball. Hey, I, let's, hey and, and yes, that's the Billy Donovan. And I know I'll go you a step further. In the last seven years, Auburn has more Final Four appearances than Kentucky does. Boom. Now think about that monster. Boom. Uh, and let's be clear. He would have been fired two years ago, if not for the contract. And he undoubtedly would have been fired last year. So, I'm sorry, two years ago, he might have been fired without the contract. Last year, he would have been fired. And they he will be fired if he doesn't. I mean, if they got to the Elite Eight and lost a heartbreaker, maybe not. But, I mean, the... the uh, more than 50% of the fan base has been out on him for a, a good couple of years. Do you not agree with that? Do you agree with no, that? No, I completely agree with it. Now, the he's got a really staunch 40% of that fan base who wants to fight about it, including a guy, a guy I went to college with uh, whose name is Griggs Powell, who loves Calipari and is the biggest Kentucky fan I know. And he say, he tells me every time I say uh, Calipari's got to go, he says, shut up, you don't know anything. And so, I mean, well, Jim, he's, my he's a friend, pretty big booster. Now, he's a pretty big booster. So is my friend Jim Rohde. And Jim Rohde would like to talk with your boy Griggs and tell him to shut the, <laughs> shut the front door is what he wants to say. You shut the front door. Of course, though, of course, Santa, the big man, the head honcho, he's the connection. So we're going to figure this all out. Yep. All right. Let's shut this uh, program down. Although I want to throw out one or two NFL picks. And if you got one or two, or I'm just going to, I'm just not going to give my explanations. I'm just going to throw them out. Uh, Browns, Bears, over 38. Despite cold weather, etc. Browns minus three. Let's go, Joe Flacco. Titans minus three because Houston is more banged up than any NFL team in the league this week. And, it's, and I think it's going to go north of three if C.J. Stroud gets downgraded today or tomorrow. Uh, and then, look, I just can't turn down a Miami Dolphins game uh, with a total of 37 last look. Even if it's 38, that's a key number on a total, over. I don't care if it's going to rain. I don't care. 
and Zach Wilson uh, showed a pulse last week. And let's I, I hate going against Minnesota because I like their defense, but give me the red hot Jake Browning and the Bengals. And uh, I will point out if this is in time for NBA, the overs hit an eight straight for the 76ers. I'm on their over tonight. And um, the Hawks suck. Yep. They are, they're an NBA worst five and 18 against the spread. I like the Raptors tonight. Uh, I, I the Raptors was the the item I I thought of that that when you were talking about going outside of bowl games and SEC basketball, uh, I'll go one more. I love the Bengals against the Vikings. I think the Vikings are a completely disarray. Uh, and you know what? I loathe laying double digits in NFL games. But how can you not just blindly follow the Cowboys and the 49ers right now? Well, the Cowboys are a dog this week at Buffalo. But Niners, yeah. No, I, I hear you on the Niners. I mean, just they're The they're Niners are just giving out pimp slaps. Yeah, Niners are just dealing out pimp slaps. When Dallas is at home. Hey, you, got, you got a UFC pick or two to give to our reader, our, our listeners? Last but not least, the three-leg UFC parlay, Bryce Mitchell, Alex Pantoja, and Leon Edwards. If you risk 100, it pays back plus 260. That's Bryce Mitchell, uh, Pantoja in the co-main event. And in the main event, Leon Edwards is going to shut Colby Covington's foul-ass mouth up. Well, one, two, three, four... All right. Uh, anybody, my email address is J, the letter J, Greason. And you can see my name below at Times Free Press. The first person who sends me the six Christmas quotes in order that I dropped into this podcast, I'll mail you a $25 gift card out of my own pocket. And, Deal? There, you, and there you have it. And that's another edition of Bets and Ball Games with Edwards and Greason for Southeastern 14. Thanks to our good friends at Bet Online. Thanks to T, uh, the owner of Southeastern 14, who will be here at the beach tomorrow, and I will be drinking beers with him tomorrow. Um, and, I hope uh, I'm not invited. Oh, you're welcome to come on down. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a decent little drive for you. <laughs> well, I, I got to coach youth basketball tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> the Bobby Knight of youth basketball. All right. What? Right? Hey, don't make me throw a chair at some kid like, like an eight-year-old. <laughs> I'll throw a chair. I swear to God. Oh, and thanks again to our listeners. We had our, our most listened to show again. I think it was twice in three weeks last week. So we appreciate it. Keep – um. Telling your friends if you feel like it. And uh, we will see you again. We're kind of moving to Fridays with it being hoops. I'm not saying it'll always be Friday, but probably going to be Friday for it's a tough. little while. It's tough. But right. we'll, we'll definitely get one before Christmas. And then, yeah, I mean, heck, we'll figure it out as we go. That's right. All right, everybody. We are over and out. Talk to you next week.